0: now what will it be death or exile all right we're gonna start with i want the truth you can't handle the truth you take the blue pill the story ends you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid you take the red pill you stay in wonderland and i show you how deep the rabbit hole goes worst part of it is they're going to blame us for the whole thing and they can't have people knowing the truth we're to the extramurricular... The cover-up. Don't forget. We're the exile Very well. <laughs> Death! By exile. The greatest magicians have something to learn from Mr. Mistopheles conjuring turn. And we all say... Oh... Well, I never was there ever I can't, so clever. It's magical mist Hello everybody. This is Millennial Mike and we are back again with another episode of the Exiles podcast uh, the film Exiles. Uh, today I have with me B Garner how's it going be
1: hi there i'm okay thank you i've got a bit of a cold a so um i'll try and not infect you with diet.
0: it <laughs> <laughs> through the microphone that's a bad cold
1: yeah yeah it's like a virus it's yeah okay well. it's, it's okay i'll do my best to to get through
0: the the cold is the worst enemy of the podcaster so i'm i'm very i'm very familiar with that Fortunately, I have a, a crew, so when I got a cold, uh, I could pretend, I could hide behind them, pretend like nothing was going on, you know, I was gone for like two weeks, because my, my voice was completely gone, so, hopefully that oh, doesn't no. happen, I oh, do gosh. not wish that upon you,
1: <laughs> I, I hope that doesn't happen to me, but, you know, uh, as long as I can get through this, if I can sit through cats, I can sit through anything, I can get through anything, that's right, my
0: yeah. motto, yeah, B, she, she just has a hairball, so it's fine, you know, <laughs> <laughs> all right so um cats is the as you heard the subject of today so let's go ahead and get started off with our initial impressions very divisive movie well i wouldn't even call it divisive i mean most people have the same opinion so (laughs) it's not really divisive but uh it's a very interesting uh contentious point of discussion so um let's go ahead and get started with our initial impressions uh we'll go ahead and start with the sour and then go to the sweet <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh i'm the sour i'm the sour okay i never,
0: I never said that but go
1: ahead <laughs> um, right so my sort of initial response to cats was uh when i saw the trailer i i don't know the musical uh i saw the trailer and it looked like oh my god but just Bizarre, totally bizarre. I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't think um, the the trailer really explained what the film was about. So I went in a movie and I thought, okay, it's just a poor trailer. So there's going to be an actual narrative to this film. There's not really a narrative at all. Um, I suppose doing more research into the film, uh, the musical now, um, has helped me sort of understand it but going into it I didn't know that information so my sort of initial response was just a pure bewilderment sort of what is this movie um so no I didn't like it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: um no, that's that's definitely um definitely not a, a popular opinion for sure um I can definitely after seeing it a second time I'm definitely more Empathetic for those um, Well, I mean, I'm always empathetic But uh, uh, I'm definitely more understanding of People who did not like the film I, I definitely see a lot of problems um, Or at least a few Specific problems that um, That have been echoed you know, By people such as yourself um, The film is very strange It's, it's incredibly strange um, Some of the VFX um, When I watched the first time Were were less noticeable you get a feeling for things like when you're not scrutinizing things like you know something isn't right but you don't always know what it is until you you recognize it and then you can see it um so when i first saw it you know something was a little off particularly in uh i guess um this won't would be considered a spoiler but by this time anyone who's ever gonna see is gonna see it But that would be the first scene, that's the Jekyll cat scene, on the, the alleyway on the street. And if you look at their feet, there are many times where their feet don't touch the ground. And I was like, why, you know, why do these cats seem like a little otherworldly? Like they're not they're not quite right. And the reason is is because their their feet don't always touch the ground. Also, I noticed that some on some moments in that scene their faces are a little uh floaty you know <laughs> yeah but just enough like not enough to like be obvious but just enough to feel off so um, it's like when you have audio and that's a like, a like a millisecond behind the actual movement of the lips you mm-hmm. you don't really know what's going on until you realize it and it's oh that's what's going on so that, that was that was the issues that I, I noticed on my, I guess you could say initial or secondary impressions. Um, but other than that though, I really enjoyed the film. Um, I liked the musical numbers, I liked the choreography, the cinematography, the photography was really beautiful. Uh, the haze, the atmosphere, the Dutch angles I've used to kind of give you this off-kilter kind of feel, the large uh, practical sets that they, that they made. To make everyone feel small and, and cat like, uh, all of these different elements came together to make a very aesthetic film, despite some of the strange choices that they that they had. So those are my initial impressions. Of course, you know, um, who knows? I, I could, I could still learn. There's always time to learn about this film. And after this discussion, you know, we might uh, both learn something. So. <laughs> well,
1: I I think with, so I. I think the film's visually beautiful, um, aside from those weird CGI glitches that you sort of mentioned. Um, I think the the level of production design that's gone into it is so impressive. Um, it's it, it's a whole world that they've essentially created, and it looks beautiful. Uh, I, I I admire the the performances i think everyone's really looks like they're having a good time there's a lot of energy to it mm-hmm. um i just wish i knew what was going on that's it i <laughs> i just feel like the moment it starts going it doesn't sort of like ever stop to say okay this is what we're doing this is there's no sort of exposition going on mm-hmm. and and maybe that's because that's what i expect from a film um nowadays i expect it, it's almost like i expect everyone to just stop and go through the plan and this is what we need to go and we need to get this this magical MacGuffin to do this
0: mm-hmm.
1: certain thing um uh, right,
0: a skywalker uh.
1: <laughs> yeah <it was> a, <laughs> this will show us the way to the, the place where we could get the map that will show us how to defeat blah 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 um oh. uh, but it, it just felt like we were dumped into it, this world and not giving anything there to help us
0: yeah no i i actually <laughs> agree with that <laughs> i agree with that um this film doesn't have a lot of posi- exposition they have like their own entire vocab you know they have you know the jellicle gap the, jell- the jellicle cats <laughs> the new Jellicle life. Like, what, is gel- like, what does even Jellicle mean? Like, is Jellical like a type of cat? Like, I, I honestly, I didn't even look it up. I still don't know what Jellical actually means, but I think I know what it means in the concept of this film. Like, we have, um, you know, the uh, Jellicle choice, and then you have, you know, old Deuteronomy and her whole, like, the whole relationship between the cats and their cult like behaviors. Are um, are very bizarre, nevertheless.
1: <laughs> well, I, I feel like the gelical cats are the best that a cat can be, and they, they're everything that ordinary cats want to become. Right, and that they have their own unique personalities. Um, Whereas I think all the I mean, all the other sort of cats who aren't jellical cats don't really have a personality to them. So they're just ordinary cats.
0: Hmm. That makes sense. Although we never aside from. um, Aside from, you know, uh, Francesca Hayward's uh, Victoria, you know, her character you know cuz like when she first comes you know she's she's mm. literally she's thrown into the alley as an actual cat i mean she's in a bag it's very small and it's obviously not a person so you know you see a, a literal human being throw a bag with a with what you assume is a cat in it right the bag yeah. hits the ground and at that moment Uh, it's obvious that the person or the thing that's in the bag is what we know as a cat from the movie, which is like this humanoid, you know, furry, basically. (laughs) Um, You know, so um, I'm assuming that once she is introduced into the life of the cats, um, she's still not a Jellicle cat until she is recognized by the matriarch, Old Deuteronomy. So if Mm. I were to assume, you know, what the Jellicoe cat is, it wouldn't look or feel like anything else. I think Jellicoe is has to do more narratively with, with the kind of a role that the cats are, have in the film, which I guess we'll get into, you know, later on. But but yeah, I mean, you know, there's no, they don't give you any point of reference, so no. except for I guess the very very beginning. So you know, it's hard to say. <laughs>
1: Well, I think it, I think it's almost like once you start living the life of a cat, you have you become you you have the potential to become a jellicle cat. So, if you're just an ordinary domestic cat uh, living in the home with humans, then you're just a cat. And but, I, but, it's, it's but so any weird.
0: any dots, Jenny, any dots was living. She the whole her whole purpose was to oh, get yeah. out of the home yeah but we'll, we'll get into that <laughs> um
1: it's, i mean it's so wonderfully bizarre i mean I, i've never had a film where there's so much left it open to sort of um meaning you could sort of apply anything to it and that's what's frustrating about it so right
0: Ugh. well hopefully we'll, what what we'll movie. some movie that out <laughs> all right so while we're talking about some of the performances and things like that um what were your what were some of your favorite performances some of your least favorite ones that are notable
1: um so uh, I think I liked everybody even James Corden who I don't really (laughs) like I think he was perfect in that role um Rebel Wilson she she really sort of went for it I mean um, <laughs> she's she's great though i mean we see her in in this and jojo, jojo rabbit, rabbit yeah like, she, was, she,
0: was, she was good jojo Rabbit, i liked her
1: she's <laughs> just having a lot of fun i mean I, I don't know um i don't really think there was anyone that stuck out uh as being bad i think everybody really like i say put put in a great level of effort into it mm-hmm. i i did like um uh, what's her name uh the the main lady uh
0: francesca hayward
1: yeah francesca hayward i thought she was great i mean she's a, a professional professionally trained ballerina um so this is a really she's really impressive in this and she really has that sort of naive um optimistic sort mm-hmm. of um this everything we're going on her, with her on this journey and everything's new and exciting. And she really brings that out. I think she's mm-hmm. just wonderful. I mean, Idris Elba, uh, he was great he, as McCafferty. I mean, he's just it's there, Idris,
0: you know, <laughs>
1: yeah. Idris, yeah, When great. I saw him,
0: I didn't, I didn't even think, you know, when I saw him, like even Taylor Swift, I didn't even think Taylor Swift when I saw Taylor, but when I saw Idris, I was like, Oh, there's Idris. <laughs>
1: it's just like there it's just like but he seems so sort of sophisticated and yeah Yeah. and i I think who they chose for each cat really suits the cat like everybody is really well cast in that in in the in the film i mean ian mckellen as gus the theater cat i mean Mm -hmm. That's just genius.
0: It is. It really is. <laughs> he was like every Ian McKellen role ever, like, but a cat. <laughs> I loved it. I
1: think, I love the bit where he just goes meow. It's just oh like my. so over the top. I laughed so hard. And he's so hissing hard. and
0: stuff. Like, oh my goodness. Yes. Ian McKellen hissing at people was just what I needed.
1: <laughs> and, and he's like sort of licking himself. It's just like, that, it's like when someone, in a theater like in a like a drama group but i say act like a cat that's just how i imagine someone to act,
0: right yeah uh, hilarious it's, you know it's i great. i really liked um monk his name is monkey strap i mean these names are strange um, oh no, that's so weird <laughs> it's
1: like it's like trying to imagine trying to say them like uh, really really drunk and... yeah
0: <laughs> monkey Strap.
1: Uh, a mr misopheles well.
0: bomba Lona like McCavity, like McCavity is it like is
1: Macavity's he like like the most normal name there uh, right. you, you've got Busterford Jones and like Jenny Jenny and
0: Jenny, dots. Jenny dots yeah, yeah, it's
1: so hard to say, but yeah like. I suppose Jason Old drew Deuteronomy.
0: like Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is actually like a word in a name Rumple Teaser, Rum, Rum, Tum, Tugger. It's not even Tiger, it's Rum, Tum, Tugger.
1: It's <laughs> so weird, isn't it? Socrates? A...
0: Like, I, I don't get
1: it. Everybody's just got such strange names.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, names are actually a very important part of this, um a part of this, which I, I have a part for the themes, but we'll talk about that. I really I'm excited to talk about that. Cause there's a part in here that kind of uh talks about, about names, but um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed Robbie Fairchild as as uh as Monk Who Staff. He's kind of like the um the guiding force, the the level head, the the voice of reason, the kind of leader figure of of the cats. He was a really great, like consistent. Role his his acting performance his his dialogue was delivered all very well he also I don't know who this guy is so I don't know who a lot of people are but eh, well I know who some like I'd say it's half and half it's it's literally about half and half but like he's one of the lesser known um, actors at least to myself. And I felt like that really allowed me to see him as his character more than almost anyone else. Of course, Victoria and uh, Mister Mistopheles is probably my favorite character. Not necessarily he, he didn't necessarily get the best performance, in my opinion. I mean, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't the best. But his character was definitely the best, and he had the best song.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did. It's so catchy, and I think so. He's like the only cat that actually goes on a real journey, right? Like, right he has the sort of you know with his magic and he's not yeah. good at it and um so he builds up confidence and it, obviously what happens happens yeah. but um all the other cats are just they just don't really do anything they're just there right. and yeah. as,
0: <laughs> i agree
1: it's <laughs> it's fun i mean they just turn up and they're random and there's like where's the cat you know, those little cat burglar cats. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you never see them, for really, for the rest of the film. They just turn up for one song and then they're gone. Uh, but uh, I think, yeah, I think the use of having well-established, like, beloved um, actors such as Judy Dench and Ian McKellen, and then having, like, comedic actors, and then having, like, Taylor Swift and Jason Drulo, and, and then the uh, unknown... Jennifer yeah, Hudson. Yes, exactly. Uh, having Jennifer Hudson in it as well. I mean, but then also having these unknown actors and uh, helps to, I don't know, kind of establish the world because those cats that they're playing are kind of celebrities, aren't they? Really?
0: Yeah, and that's that's literally what they are, actually, <laughs> which is great. So, okay, I guess
1: here i mean this movie oh my <laughs> gosh
0: oh jason gerulo <laughs> like...
1: just the whole milk thing where he's like leaves and then and he's the, like
0: milk! all the cats are like, meow, meow, meow. like... <laughs> there
1: is, i didn't realize that this film was you because i was just like whoa there that's there's some sexy vibes going on there um,
0: okay this it, whole movie is pardon my friend it's all kind of horny it's all yeah. horny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all of these cats are on heat let's just say that.
0: yeah for sure for sure uh there was something going on for sure um so uh yeah i mean i i think it's pretty safe to say like uh, you know judy Dinh, she had a great um a great role as well as old deuteronomy i loved the way the personality she brought she even had some of those little cat mannerisms too like <laughs> Ian McKellen and, and Judi Dench like just seeing those two like you know as old as they are just acting so like you know playful <laughs> it's just kind of
1: they're, they're so cute aren't they yeah. I just think like when the, all of the other, other when she's in her little basket like <laughs> it's adorable like she really gets like into it like the old yeah. the old cat that you have like you've had her for years and she's just there and she, yeah. she she's just all the other cats respect her I yeah, mean, yeah yeah
0: yeah <laughs> it's uh it brings a smile on my face i i can't stop laughing at the end she's like licking her lips and she's talking about like the food like what, what, what food you should bring a cat you know um i forgot exactly what what the fishes that she was talking were but like you know some salmon or some she's like licking her, licking her lips and <laughs> Uh, it's just it's uh, it's just hilarious. Um. So theme, right? Let's get to it. Cause I I cannot I can't stand it anymore. I can't wait anymore. Okay. Um, I, I really want to talk about this. I didn't put anything in the notes. I want this to be completely uh, <laughs> ad lib. So you're gonna you're gonna go completely no notes on this. But I want I want you to tell me what you think the theme is. Just go ahead and, and shoot for the the stars on this one.
1: Uh, I think it's about reincarnation uh about sort of the idea of um because the whole thing is that they they they're they're essentially being reborn that's what they want so it's kind of um escaping your your past life in order to be reborn into a new life but what happens in the movie is that they kind of uh Oh, have to overcome what they're being held back by and i think that's what what the song memories is about is that she's sort of being held back by all of these memories and then once she sort of gets past her past she can then transcend into a cats cat
0: mm-hmm. yeah i think that's mostly uh i think it's mostly correct um i could be wrong myself um
1: I, I mean literally we we just need andrew lloyd webber to join us and then he <laughs> could help us maybe he would know
0: so you know i'm not necessarily sure if because i know tom hooper i think i read an interview where tom hooper was talking about how you know his own vision for the film and i think basically like what the director intends is what the film is however film is very interpretive and there's a good portion of it that's subjective I think that not, not everything is subjective But I can only give my Personal take on it regardless Because I'm not Tom Hooper And if I didn't see something then it ultimately Doesn't matter for me I, I can watch it again and again until I do see it But if I don't it doesn't matter And we're here to talk about our opinions on it Because it's a podcast and all that stuff So this is my, this is my idea um, About the movie So do you remember in the very First scene It was after the jellicle cats dance was it after here let me look at my my notes real quick this is uh no it's literally the first scene eight minutes in and a matter of fact i time stamped it what did (laughs) (laughs) what did uh what is his name here what did uh strap you know the the leader cat Mm. by robbie fairchild what did he tell victoria
1: is that before the when they have the naming song
0: yeah it is what did he say
1: that she needs to have her own cat name is it something along those lines like a cat needs
0: three names
1: three names yeah yeah okay all right
0: right okay so this i think pretty much characterizes most of the film what does mm. that even mean? Like, everything has a purpose in a film. There's there's a purpose. And they bring the whole idea of a name up multiple times. And all the names of these characters are pretty darn strange, aren't they?
1: Yeah. They right. are. And they all do have more than one name.
0: Right. Uh, they all Victoria. have three names. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and of course, Victoria is the, mo- like, the most normal name. So, the... The, cat, the three names a cat has is, one, a name that their owner gives them. Mm-hmm. Two, a name that their fellow cats know. And three, a name that only they, inside, know. So this is my idea about this. Along with the the, the theme, well, certain elements of the film... And with this, and kind of the idea of reincarnating uh, into a new life, and all the things that I've put together, my, I, my understanding of this film, and also I, I credit a, a friend of mine, his name's Scott, he's not on any social media, so just forget <laughs> about it, you won't, know, you won't ever, meet, ever meet him, but I have to give him the credit. He'll probably never listen to this either, but I don't want to say this without giving him some credit. I believe that this is about actors it's about acting it's about the the trials of acting and it's about it's about attaining fame so the three names of a cat are representative of one's public name the name that their mm-hmm. owners know the name that everyone knows knows which is mr Mistopheles and jenny annie dots and rum tum tugger and all that stuff a dignified name which is a name that their fellow cats know, know them by um I think that they don't really say this in the film. Um, Victoria is obviously a dignified name. It's just, you know, a name that, like, you would call your your friends or your family. And then a secret name, which is who they are on the inside, who, who they are as actors, their own internal, the, the person of their heart. And the idea of reincarnating is so – because for instance, like, okay, Mr. Mistopheles is a magician, um, I think magic is a, in this film is a, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? A symbol of acting, right? I think that, uh, so like Jenny Annie Dots, right? She wanted to become a jellicle cat because she didn't want to be in the kitchen anymore. She didn't want to live in her basic boring life. Rum Tum Tugger, he wants to become a jellicle cat. Uh, if you listen to his song, if you put me in a house, I want to be in a flat. If you put me in a flat. I want to be in a house. I'm never satisfied. I'm always hungry. Yeah. He, he, he wants to challenge himself. He wants to attain. He he's never satisfied. He's he's always trying to, you know, to uh to you know, he's never hungry. He's a very ambitious cat. Grizzabella was an actress who acted in the heavyside layer before she met McCavity. She talks about how. She talks about how uh, she's Grizzabella the glamour cat. Mm. So apparently she, you know, was like a model actress, you know, her, her beauty was something. Then she talks, she says in one of her lines, you will see the corner of my eye, her eye twist in reference to her, twist like a crooked pin. If you look on her eye, she has a scar. So I'm thinking. Um, you know, she got a scar, and that affected her career. And now she's no longer famous. She talks about her memories, about being in the limelight, and how she Mm. wants that back, right? Yeah. Um, If you start looking at everything like this, I mean, there's Gus the theater cat, right? Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. There's the uh, railway cat as well, isn't there? Right. Like They're all sort of playing roles. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So I think that, and, and when you listen to, uh, if you get to, um, to Gus the Theater Cats song, he goes on this whole rant about how theater has changed and it's no longer the way it, it you know, it used to be and how the young cats think they're so great because they can jump through hoops. And it's all just like, a a a commentary on, you know, more theatrical, traditional acting versus more, you know, new, um, like, uh, very, uh. Was were spectacular performances that we see now that are more about like the flash and the bang and and things like that and the the it's it's missing something, and you can go through all these different characters and they all have their own take on film their own reasons for for doing their their uh, their performances and whatnot, um, but if you look at it that way, it makes a lot of sense. Now, old Deuteronomy is. Something that I, I haven't really I can't really necessarily place. Like do you think you understand her point in the film or like what 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 role did she play, would you say?
1: Well, uh she's the judge, isn't she? She's judging them to see who will become a jellico cat. Right. So right. um and she's a cat that's lived many lives. Right. So she's, it's almost like she's transcended the, the nine lives that a cat has. Yeah, so he
0: said 99.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So uh, I don't know. She, uh, what could she like? She's obviously I, I'm representing like, something bigger than just like a, cat. a system
0: of some yes, kind that, that's the yes. same system that judges all film from every generation. And they even said that she that this whole Jekyll Cat thing happens once a year, so it could even be like an award ceremony or some to that effect. You know, basically
1: like X X Factor or American Idol. That's why it ba- is <laughs> basically
0: <laughs> <With> cats. <laughs> right, right. So I mean that that's kind of the general idea. I think that these cats are highly representative. I'm trying to think of the word where a character or a group of characters uh, represents an idea, as opposed to individual characters. I think the lighthouse was another good example where mm. the characters themselves aren't characters, but they represent certain ideas and what they do has larger implications. Um, you just humanize these ideas to give the ability to digest it a little easier.
1: Yeah. and Now that you've sort of gone through that with me, I, I'm seeing that cats is actually quite genius. For doing that there's like it's yeah each cat represents some sort of yeah you have oh it's it's so bigger than I actually thought it was I just thought it was a movie about people dressed up as a cat something.
0: right <laughs> my friend my friends thought blew my ever-loving mind this guy is an absolute genius i I love watching films with him because he has a completely upside down take on film but it's like it's really effective um so i hope i hope he gets to hear this because he uh he'll be happy that his uh his understanding of this film has gotten out there but i i just i just want to you know kind of present this idea because i think because the film is so representative like i said you have to watch it again and again and again Mm. with that new mindset to understand okay that's what all these things mean but yeah that's just kind of throwing that out there we don't have to talk too much about theme because we can go on forever but i mean do you have any other thoughts about that or
1: only that now that i've heard that sort of take on it i do think the film has a. I I I can sort of now be ready to watch the film again and apply some meaning to it Whereas before, I just thought it was a bit nonsense. Um, I, I, I still don't know whether it's been executed well.
0: Right, that's, a, that's an important part.
1: Yeah. Um, so unless you sort of go away and actually take apart the film and do your own analysis of it, which, granted, not everybody's going to have time to do that, uh, especially people who aren't really into film criticism. It's a
0: big production to be um, yeah. doing stuff like that, you know. <laughs> it, it's kind of like
1: you know, it, it's not. It, it's a film that sort of demands more attention from yourself, from from people. It's not one that's going to just let you teach you, let you go through the film and hold your hand through it and and tell you what this means and what that means. And I'm not sure whether that was the type of film that should have gone out for a christmas movie
0: right right in contention with star wars you know yeah (laughs)
1: and and frozen too i mean these are just films that you can go watch with the family and it's just you can just get lost in a world i mean you can get lost in a world of cats but it's such a strange world that it doesn't it it, it's asking you to to actually really think about things and uh, and this i don't know i really want to watch it now i actually <laughs> really do I, I we're not even like fully into the discussion of it and now i'm really like yeah actually cats is a, is it's quite yeah it's quite clever uh, yeah
0: yeah it's I, I, w- I would say not so. just
1: a movie about people running around pretending to be cats and Meow. <laughs> but those things
0: are great too you know those things are great too and when i first watched it i didn't admittedly i liked it unironically because of what i saw <laughs> you know i enjoyed the, the 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 cat antics and i enjoyed the um you know the the idiosyncrasies and and you know the spectacle and and all those things the music numbers i really enjoyed all that stuff and um i i i admittedly was blind to some of the um of the VFX issues that we talked about in the beginning of the podcast, I, I wasn't really paying a lot of attention to that, which I would say does take off, you know, a few marks. or are a few demerits there because of that. I think that a film should never go out, you know, but unfinished. It,
1: but it's hardly, but it's hardly the first film to have done that. I mean, that's true, and, and it won't be the last. So, uh, I I think the issue is that there's obviously been some someone higher up than the director demanding that it goes out on this certain date um, yeah
0: and that happens a lot it does
1: yeah but I mean what what can you do when it's a such a special effects driven movie it's it's hard isn't it it's hard to sort of like get everything um, especially when you consider the, the cast and the amount of extras there is and the world that's being built it's
0: uh, i think that this very same kind of movie you know maybe in a in a past era could have been more successful um even um i mean even with the vfx and whatnot um like i guess this film couldn't really happen without vfx like modern vfx but at the same time I think the premise of, of the of the movie, this kind of musical spectacle, you know, during this Christmas time of year, family kind of, all, you know, all go to the theater as a family kind of movie, could have done better. I, I guess wanna uh let's see here. We kind of already talked about moments a little bit with the characters. Do you want to go ahead and get into some like the reception of the film?
1: Oh yeah, because what is kind of just as, as entertaining as the actual film is the critical reaction that has has occurred i mean some it's almost like a competition between film critics to see who can write the most scathing insult yeah. possible and i don't really like that when film critics do that because I agree. It, then they're not really being they're just almost like they're playing a game of top trumps it it feels like they're not really actually being critical to the film they just almost want to to get clickbait and attention on who can write the the most i some of the stuff that's come out as being a bit unfair i think i mean i i didn't like the movie and i i do think that it was rushed and it came out at the wrong time and a lot, but I don't think it's the worst movie ever made. I don't think it's even the worst movie of 2019. When I you agree. consider all the other movies that have come out. i um, in
0: black international. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did not see that. I skipped that because I, I, I just didn't think that could work, but uh, I'm glad that I skipped that. But I, I even the films that, See, just the fact that it, it's been made and it looks good and it's it, the costumes. There's so many things that you can like about the movie, even if right. you don't
0: There's like... a lot of merit. There's a yeah, lot of merit yeah. there. It, it It's not a movie. See, the worst movie in my, like, a, the if you're to call any movie the worst movie, like, if people said this is my least favorite movie of the year, then I would, okay, that, that's fair. But the worst movie, I mean, that means that there's no merit. That means that under every technical aspect, there's nothing to be enjoyed. There's no, there's no. It's nothing's done with any level of skill. Um, I think, um, I think that a lot of people who who say something's the worst movie um, are usually talking from like a, a perspective of um, like the, the least important movie. Like for instance, Star Wars will never be the worst movie of the year, even if it has a terrible script, because. There's a lot of people that view it as important right but then you have a movie where, like cats where let's say let's say it had a bad script let's say that nothing made sense and it was poorly written and it it was boring and things like that you could still have like it's still really technically well it's it's shot well it's acted you know pretty well um, the the musical numbers and the dancing scores were beautiful and the choreography was fantastic um, so you know but but which one has like certain level of relevance like people will say oh we didn't no one asked for cats well who asks for anything like the best yeah. movies are movies you didn't ask for and you got and you enjoyed like it's not about whether you asked for it's about whether you liked what you got you know? <laughs> so well, yeah, go yeah
1: ahead. I, I was just saying that so people are saying that it, i'm looking at some of the reviews and people saying that it's a two-hour cinematic car crash really not that's not. just a, it's so extreme and this is the thing it's like like i said i don't think people really sort of um judging it properly they just almost want to have to ru- unleash their inner their inner critic to say and and <laughs> go at it as i mean there's stuff like it's
0: like a form of entertainment like people yeah. are reading the headlines and like that's entertaining in and of itself i think
1: but it's not really i mean someone said this one pussy galore and quite the bore. i mean what does that even mean that's not that's not a valid criticism no it's just it's not just coming up with like a a, a, it
0: rhymes and it's like really scathing and yeah. yeah there's a certain level of of cynicism and um, and condescension around this movie that I think is unhealthy for any critic to to have. I think that if you're coming to this movie and you're not talking about the movie itself, um, you know I mean, and the, once again, these are all headlines. So you could have like this wonderfully written article and you could have a headline like that. I mean, people know, like I, honestly, if I saw a headline like that, even if I was like how oh, that movie was terrible, I would read the headline. I'd share it with my friends, and I'd talk about how funny the headline is, and I'd talk about how terrible the movie is with my fans, even though I did or didn't see it. But I wouldn't click it and read the article. I don't mm-hmm. care about the movie. So I don't know why people do that. It's like if you really want people to read your article, like it would actually be more productive to say the reason why Cats isn't as bad as you think it is. People like, what were you talking about? That's crazy. And then you read it to see what they're saying. But just, like, jumping on the bandwagon, oh, it's terrible, your mo- your your review is going to get washed away in a sea of of yeah. silly, you know, headlines. So the reason why people are doing that, I-, I don't know. It's very strange. I think anyone who actually cares about their business as a critic wouldn't do that. But as, as a, that's just me.
1: Well, it's kind of like when there was a – I can't remember the critic's name, but he wrote something strange about the Dora the Explorer Movie. I like where, that movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, he wrote a, a really. Uh, they were, he wrote a very interesting review, but um, they decided to go with a certain headline, which just didn't kind of took what he was saying out of context. Oh,
0: I remember. I, I remember you posting that on Twitter. I remember that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it wasn't until I I initially was like horrified. I was like, what? How is he applying this to this kids' movie? And it wasn't until I sort of read through the article. Uh, his review and try to analyze his review that I sort of see try saw that what he was trying to say or at least his point it didn't come across properly right uh, it but he was trying to make a valid argument um one that I didn't necessarily agree with but everything gets now sort of conflated and taken out of context and I, I think in order for people to get attention they just sort of um take this approach uh, so with with the with the whole cats thing i mean it's kind of like you almost have to see a movie more than once to 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 write a proper review and to understand it because your i've watched films and my initial response was i've hated that it's not until i go back and rewatch a movie that i'm actually enjoy it properly and 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 probably vice versa too yeah um but yeah it's really it's yeah it's been very odd Mm -hmm. and we just haven't really sort of got i don't get it like what is the point of having this sort of it's, it's it's like a competition i don't know
0: yeah yeah and and you know i think um we all have to be better i mean i there's certain things that i I hate for no good reason and I admit that and typically if I do I'll try my best not to talk about it and I'll try my best not to spread that like I feel like everything that I dislike I have a really articulate reason for disliking it and I'll try my best to articulate that in the in the most comprehensive way that I can so that people can completely understand my point of view on the matter but if I'm if I'm just saying oh if, if basically I didn't like it if it didn't feel right to me and then i just go on this like basically rant about it without really breaking down my 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 uh my theory my you know the way that i analyze the film then i i typically you know that's disingenuous and it's not really doing my audience any favors and Mm. it's not really doing myself or the movie any favors either so i think that we all really have to be better with that i think it's very important
1: yeah i mean it's it's the case of um the, the has to even if you hate a movie, there has to be at least something that you you enjoyed, the, or something that you saw potential in. I mean, I've right. I've watched many films and I thought, well, this was a good idea. They had an interesting premise um, to it, but then suddenly it went and took a different approach. Um, so that's what you got sort of offer up constructive criticism. Right. I I don't understand why everything has to be like this.
0: The best <laughs> or worst thing ever. Yeah, it's a very even... a lot of hyperbole in yeah. film criticism. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. There's there's no middle ground. A, a movie just can't just be two point five stars or three stars. It has to be like five stars or it it's or yeah. one one star. I mean, uh, the Telegraph gave Cats no stars. how can you no stars so it's not even Tom
0: Hooper Tom Hooper wrote and directed both the King's Speech and Les Miserables there's definitely some merit in this movie (laughs) I know (laughs) like people just like acted like like this wasn't like a professional production put together by a award-winning director you know (laughs) and and the movie had the involvement of the original the original um and maybe we can talk about the the musical aspects of this as well, like the original musical and all, all that. Um, the, uh, the 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 uh, the musical creator T. S. Eliot actually had a hand in writing the actual script and had all the blessing. He was he was all in on this project. So
1: well, um, T.S. Uh, Eliot's estate, I think. I think T. S. Eliot's no longer with us. I know that Andrew Lloyd Webber gave his has been involved in it uh is behind every musical that you can think of um maybe
0: maybe that's what i meant maybe because andrew lloyd weather whatever weber was the guy who put together the um like some of the more recent versions of of cats right
1: yeah so there was was like
0: there was like a there was like a a theatrical not theatrical version but like there's a you can purchase it on DVD and it has like the cat eyes on it and it says cats in white font. Yeah, so used,
1: that that'd be like a a recording of a, a of a performance because it's one of the longest running, um, productions. Yeah, it's been running for nearly forty years now. So, and and it's got it's won, you know, multiple awards. Uh, so uh, there is a fan base for this movie. You know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not just a random musical that came out, I don't know, like, f- you know, 40-odd years ago and only ran for a short period of time on Broadway. This is, continu- it's, it's, you know, like, Les Miserables, you know? Right. Uh, uh, and Rocky Horror. These are well-established musicals that have been running for a long time. Um, so, I'm just looking at the stuff now. I mean... The London production ran for 21 years and had nearly 9,000 performances. Wow. That's really impressive. Yeah. it's It's been revived uh, in the West End twice and then on Broadway once. So, um, and it, it's not just in, in uh, the UK and America. It's all across the globe that, you know, there's been performances of cats. So it's... It's what established the mega musical phenomenon, which is establishing mm. a global market for musical theatre. So right. it really sort of kicked off the this idea of the modern Broadway musical. So, you know, from Hamilton to um, uh, Lion King to Phantom of the Opera, everything you can think of is mm-hmm. almost comes from cats in a lot of ways so um it's not just it the whole idea of cats hasn't just come out of nowhere it's been around for a long time so and yeah i
0: I, yeah so it's definitely not like out of nowhere you know i I did find that it was kind of strange that when people heard that they're doing a cats movie they were like what what was cats i wouldn't ask for this and but it's like I mean, if anything, because we, we've made so many different—how like, how many versions of *Les Misérables* have we done? And no one's ever complained that there's too many versions, you know. <laughs> but like, *Cats* gets its first version, and people were like, "What? What's this all about?" You know. I just found that kind of strange.
1: Um, yeah, this is the thing. I think um, <sighs> musicals almost have a sort—they have a bad reputation nowadays.
0: Yeah.
1: We used to have. Uh, the, I think they're slowly coming back. I mean, we've seen like Bohemian Rhapsody, we've seen Rocketman, we've seen the Campbell greatest Pan. show. Yeah, the greatest showman. So they are coming back. Oh, oh
0: well, movies, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, ex- there are.
0: Like movie music, like based on music. Yeah,
1: yeah. And um, then,
0: of course, Les Rob. you know, the one with Tom Hooper did very well.
1: Yeah, so I, I think that maybe this was potentially not advertised all that well um
0: yeah i think that the marketing campaign well you know what like they were really active on twitter it was actually kind of funny some of the things that the official cats page said like when people were like you know was slamming it they responded back to it with like really funny tweets and things like that they were very interactive with um interactive with the uh the audience on twitter um as far as like i think most uh a lot of marketing now is done social media but i didn't really see a lot of things on television or on streaming or or whatnot i saw banner ads on the on web pages but mostly because you know i visit you know cats and imdb and you know it follows me through throughout the web so that kind of thing but i don't know it's uh it's hard to really quantify i'm not a marketing expert so i couldn't really tell you if it was good or not i don't know what constitutes a good marketing campaign or not I think nowadays, if you have a big, if you have a big uh, franchise, it kind of just markets itself.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know what you really can do because the audience clearly was there. Because if they, if people didn't want a cat's movie, then they would have gone and supported a cat's musical for so many years.
0: Right, right.
1: So I don't know why people haven't. I think fans have obviously gone to it. But I don't know. It's really bizarre because you would yeah. think that though. Were... So maybe I think that yes, potentially the negative reviews have damaged the film, um, right? And the drama surrounding the film before it had even been released caused caused it to. Uh, everybody had this sort of negative feeling going into a movie, so it wasn't wasn't neutral, right? Uh, so. I I and I think yeah I I don't think it should have really gone up against Star Wars I think I do, I do think it would be better suited being pushed back to spring maybe mhm um but
0: question <sighs> um so in regards to the Oscar Golden Globes you know uh, con- uh, competition you know contention um you know you wrote you wrote here that uh they pulled it out i didn't actually know that until you put it down in the notes um do you think that critical reception is having a an effect on not just this movie but movies that are are trying to be considered for you know award nominations what do you think about that
1: i i think so t- i think so because um I definitely think in terms of the more production design and costume design um, award categories, Cats should be in there. It, it it definitely should be considered. I do. Uh, I, I think it's beautiful to look at. I'm, you know, I may not have a single idea about what is actually going on in terms of the plot, but at least what I'm seeing is it's vibrant and full of life, unlike so many films nowadays that seem to be all the same color palette uh this like gray muted mm-hmm. ever since the dark knight came along everything every <laughs> film's got to look so serious um and there are other films that I, you know i'm not a huge fan of the joker but i do think there are some technical aspects to that movie especially uh in terms of uh music it, mm, in the film yeah. is superb yeah, uh, the
0: woman who made... I forgot her name, but the woman who did the score on that really blew it out of the park. She uh, did she amazing. Did,
1: she did the music for Chernobyl. So, mm. um, so she's super talented. And I think the film wouldn't have worked without her music in it.
0: But definitely agree.
1: It's its definitely not... I think that that film's received so much negative press and has potentially damaged it. I mean, although it's gone on to make billions. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know who's who's laughing now um
0: (laughs) (laughs) great great pun didn't see that one coming
1: (laughs) um but yeah I, i do think that it when it comes down to judging films for awards it shouldn't matter what the necessarily necessarily what the critics are saying it should be just done on what the film is like the actual product of the movie um so bringing that all in I mean let's think of say Parasite which I enjoyed I thought it was a really good movie but mm-hmm. uh I, I know I've just spoken to a lot of people who said that movie hasn't lived up to the hype and they've actually been very disappointed with it so
0: that movie the- amongst the film community has gotten a lot of hype I haven't seen this much hype for a movie for like amongst I guess my my circle of, of, hashtag film twitter compatriots (laughs) you know um uh since i mean i i can't remember like this is this movie has been really really elevated and and don't and don't get me wrong the movie is genius i think it's um it's highly original Mm -hmm. and it's full of artistic merit i think that there's very few things wrong with the film if any um but uh but the hype is like is is more than i think any film could really handle
1: (laughs) and i i think that potentially that's what happened with um with cats is that Mm -hmm. um it but in the opposite way like now everybody was expecting it to be disastrous and they're going into that movie shouldn't have helped the movie
0: though I mean, because if if having, like, overly good reviews and ideas coming to the movie would make the movie disappointing because it can't live up to it, then having a movie as technically well-made as Cat should have helped the movie. I mean, like, logically speaking.
1: Mm, I think everybody's going into it with this feeling that they're going to hate it.
0: I think everyone's risk-averse. I think ultimately everyone's risk-averse. So if you come into a movie... That, that you hear it's going to be bad, I think you're looking for bad. I think you're always looking for bad things. I think people who watch movies are more cautious than they are anything. And when they see something that's bad, if someone tells them something is bad, they're more likely to, to swing the way of the negative than they are to swing the way of the positive. So that, That's my my very cynical approach to it. But I think that that could probably explain why that happened.
1: Yeah, and I think potentially that's what's... Uh... Affecting movies nowadays and cause there a greater divide between viewers and, and critics um, because a, a critic will give. I, I've seen it with, like, say, the souvenir. I mean, the critical responses to that film uh, have been really great, and then the audience absolutely hate that movie and they can't understand, you know, what's going on and why people are giving it such great reviews.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, uh, there's this real divide um between the critic and the, the ordinary cinema goer and it's now it's causing real issues because uh, i think the fact that cats has now pulled um it's for consideration page um it's kind of reflecting on that and and, and really we should I, I just want people to go into movies uh, without having this uh, whole backstory attached to the film. You should just go into it neutral and not know about it. But right. ev- everything's hyped up now. Even if it's a good movie, like uh, try to avoid anything about... Uh, i'm trying to avoid, i haven't seen 1917 yet and i'm trying to avoid everything i can about that movie until it's I easy see though
0: it. yeah, it's, yeah it's super easy to avoid like with these small movies nowadays it's so easy to avoid hearing anything about it like mm-hmm. I, I i haven't even tried to avoid 1917 i've heard like it's really good from a few check marks on twitter um, I heard you should definitely watch it. Sam Mendes does it again. Da da da. You know, like yeah, I've heard a few like you know positive things here and there, but I haven't really heard anything of any substance about the movie. So I don't feel like you know I really know what I'm getting into. That's just me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm just trying to think of another example, but there there have been movies where it it's almost impossible to, n- to not go into it without reading something or hearing something um and i don't know i mean it's in in terms of cats i mean i don't know what they could have really done differently to avoid this issue um Mm -hmm. i think the damage was done the moment that trailer came out yep Yep. yeah
0: yeah i think uh I mean, it's kind of funny how you know we you talk about cats, you talk about the reception, and you talk about the reception of all films that are like it, and it kind of always broadens, broadens, broadens out to this macro perspective. Um, so it's it's just it's interesting how um, how this kind of reflects on on everything. It's really easy to talk about you know kind of the whole the whole situation with with film and, and criticism. Uh, you know, like my my thoughts on the whole thing with the four-year consideration. You know, they, they pulled that, I guess I, I'm not sure how you formally pull it. when you were talking to me earlier, you didn't necessarily sound like they formally did. they kind of just they just well, disappeared think, or
1: yeah, they've just sort of removed their page sort of dedicated like
0: but for, does that uh, mean that the Oscars won't have them in the cards?
1: Uh, well, they're not really campaigning for any awards. that's what I think. so they're not actively t- taking out ad. Adverts, or um, maybe not. Uh, they might send screeners, but I don't think they're really doing much in terms of publicity to mm. to win over um, voters. So but feels- the,
0: the voters are. So, it but typically, like, so as far as I, and please correct me if I'm wrong. But the way the, the Oscars works is, you know, you have like what a few hundred people. Um, All associated with Hollywood in some kind of way who basically do all the, you know, they receive a copy, a four year consideration copy um, of the movie and, um, you know, they watch the movie and then they they basically make the vote. Right. So as far as like all the advertising, like the advertising is more for the um, the ratings of the oscars which makes the whole thing viable like if you have advertisements and things like that you know it gets people invested in the whole thing it makes it more of a competition and then when people watch the the you know the 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 feature you know on abc or whoever's hosting it now um you know the ratings are going to contribute to the award ceremony Mm. you know ultimately okay so when you're when you're actually um campaigning for it you're not necessarily campaigning for votes because everyone who's voting has a copy and they vote well i've
1: I've just read now i've just looked it up um but sorry bear with me and i will just say what i found is that 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 universal have now um pulled the film from awards consideration meaning that it's no longer available to watch on the academy of motion pictures arts and sciences for your consideration streaming platform so Mm. those so then they're not giving the screener to to uh those voting Mm. so they've actually decided to do that which is really strange um because you would think that what harm would it do
0: exactly i was gonna get to that that's very interesting it's I mean, very interesting,
1: and then it's cu- that sort of move has um, come out and has been reported on. That's damaging it even more. Yeah, so it—it's. It it, I mean, you. you <laughs> oh, it just doesn't make any sense. Like it's so frustrating. It's like yeah, we we want people to go and see our movie, but we've actually not even are letting those who vote on it. Uh, have an
0: opportunity like yeah if you you submit it and it like how many movies get submitted and don't like i mean avengers endgame has gotten submitted i mean like okay i've i've bashed marvel a lot you know like (laughs) a lot on this podcast Uh, anyone who (laughs) listens to to me knows i'm not a fan of marvel for you know x y and z a b and c reasons but i mean if that movie can get you know submitted for uh for consideration for best picture Mm. and i believe it's um it's best picture and i think it's um uh,
1: wasn't it even weren't they gonna have Downey as best actor i mean yeah yeah at at one point and it's like there's like 20 different actors i mean how is he the best movie
0: isn't even the best movie or best his best performance of his career you know it's like he he's gotten he's he hasn't gotten awards for other performances he could have gotten awards for yeah. that are better than that that you know <laughs> so but you know I, and my whole my whole point here isn't to just bash those movies or or question it's it's uh, a you know option for consideration that's not the reason why I'm I'm doing this the reason why is that you know I, I I'm seeing a situation where somehow the critical and the audience reception of these movies are somehow i don't know how it's happening or all the logistics behind it but they're somehow having an effect on whether the studios and are willing to allow their movies to get awards or whether they Mm. you know this is very strange and i think that it's very wrong um
1: oh yeah i i just think it's it's really odd because i don't even know like even there are films who who are you know like you say for 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 consideration up there which haven't been haven't even made as much money as as cats which has flopped you know Mm -hmm. and they're still up there um and everything is you know it's your personal opinion whether you whether you think that those movies should be there or shouldn't be right. but th- they've got faith in those movies even if they haven't made money that they're putting forward right and Right. so why should cats be any different it just seems like a really it, and then for it to get out it's just harming it any even more and now i think the film is actually going what well, people have said to me that they can't even see it anymore their theaters have stop showing it
0: right um
1: which is really sad i mean uh, i uh if you want it i don't know what universal are trying to do it, yeah. it just seems like um you know that sort of famous like nothing to see here sort of situation god <laughs> yeah. and like everything's exploded behind them they're trying to put out the fire it's like but they're making it worse
0: R- so. remember uh suicide squad yeah Right. So a film that a lot of people loathe and a film that made a ton of money um, exceeded all expectations. Regardless of all that, um, you know, I I enjoyed the film. I haven't really see. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched the film a second time, which is probably indicative of of, <laughs> the, of the of the of the real value of that film. Although I did really in, enjoy it, like the spectacle and whatnot. It was i wasn't criticizing i was just going in and watching the things happen and i i liked it i had fun but um but even still i can tell you this that that film did indeed deserve winning for uh makeup and costume design it was phenomenal Uh, especially killer croc it was amazing um so i think that there's a certain level of um prominence and kind of like uh yeah i guess promise is a good word for a film that has any kind of oscar consideration the people who who have a very low um opinion or or low respect for a film just don't think it should be considered for you know for those reasons i guess and and the thing is i think as bad as anyone thinks cats is i think that it deserves to be considered on whatever merit it's going to be considered for whether it be you know costume design vfx music or best song or Mm. or you know or whatever so I, I think uh, I think we should be able to separate those things. And I feel as though as time goes on, time goes on, time goes on, that things are changing and there's other third party factors that are coming into play that are making things less neutral, less, you know, less nice. objective. And and I, I just think you know we don't have to wax philo- uh, philosophic about it all the time, or or over, be overly negative about it. Um, there's a lot to talk about, and there's definitely some discussion to be saved for another time. But I think that uh, we should all at least be talking about it. I think that we should be having an objective discussion about it, and just uh, and just you know allowing ourselves to see the the merit in on both sides here
1: yeah exactly and like i said i mean it's just they've made it worse by doing that i mean just just, should have just left it and you know let the it just shows me that they had no faith in that their movie um and i i don't understand why because there are so many aspects of the film that can be sort of admired even if you know you can find stuff in a lot of films that aren't great but they have wonderful cinematography or mm-hmm. they have one performance that stands out uh, it, it's kind of like the whole Joker thing I mean uh, uh, some some critics awarded it the best the worst movie of 2019 but then awarded uh Phoenix best actor 2019 how does that work
0: it got it got rave reviews at what it was Cannes, uh tiff um Um,
1: it was venice film festival which i think it was what first um uh premiered and everybody was talking about it and there was a lot of buzz about it yeah uh uh, and then i don't know what happened yeah it all all went like they they changed the narrative of it and there's like this film is going to cause this problem blah 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 and it was like there's you need to be objective and, and 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 give evidence to back up your claims like okay tell me why cats is the worst movie of 2019 not just say that like what part of it doesn't work and why not just this yeah like blank, blanket statement to say every you know it, it's frustrating and i'm it makes being a critic hard because yeah. <laughs> everyone assumes that you're like like everyone else, like oh,
0: right, dude. right. No, it, just... it took me forever to to recognize that. Yeah, I, I'm a critic. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> because, because I didn't want to. You know, I didn't want to. Like, you know, honestly, I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of resentment sometimes toward critics. You know, I mean, some of the things that we're talking about are are some of the reasons. And it's more about the idea of the of the critic. And there's a lot of people who exploit their platforms and make it difficult for other people and and there's there's some practices that are you know that should be avoided you know and it's just it's, it's very it's a whole thing honestly I'd love to have you back we could have a whole podcast about
1: <laughs> about
0: like the state of criticism and whatnot and um
1: yeah I definitely would love that I mean I I you've really sort of now that we've spoken about cats and gone through it I actually do want to go see it again and I will go see it again, and I'll let you know what my thoughts are.
0: Great, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to, we'll have to do a uh, a redux, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: because uh, I I think I treated it unfairly when I went into it, and I actually had a lot of fun because it was, it, I did laugh at certain points, right. whether I was meant to laugh at those uh, moments or whether it was like a. a a sort of strange reaction because I didn't know what I was seeing and the only way I could react was to laugh uh, you know like yeah. uh, I I didn't hate the movie I didn't come out of it and feel like I I had it, the time went by so quickly right it's like
0: you know, so you know the whole the whole cockroach scene so I think a lot, a lot of people are going into this movie and they're having this like really like strange reaction they're coming out and what they're believing is they're believing that that reaction is ironic, right? That it wasn't supposed to happen, that that reaction is a symptom of the film somehow being bad or somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't trying to do any of those things. Like, what if the whole cockroach thing with the human faces was supposed to be as wacky and crazy and out of place as it as it was? Like, how, how many people are considering that? And these are just all, like, you know, thoughts for, to chew on, but... Um, I just there's a lot of people who, who are coming out of the film and they're like, you know what? I want to see that movie again. You know, I, I've seen a lot of that. But people are all like, oh yeah, you know, like that movie was like, you know. I see a lot of a lot of people on Twitter posting reviews and like, you know, reasons why you should watch the film because it's this really crazy mess that's enjoyable to watch, right? But then I think that they're not necessarily considering the possibility that this very bizarre and strange because this the, the play is bizarre. I haven't seen mm. the whole play, but it's 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 not like. I mean, it's bizarre. You know? I mean, yeah,
1: <laughs> like the, they they talk to the audience and like at like yeah. cats responding to seeing audi- uh, audience made up of human beings. So it's very meta in yeah. that sense.
0: Yeah, it's so, super bizarre. Yeah. Um. But uh, one other thing I wanted to touch on before we wrapped up here. Um, so, oh, this is, this is a good, a good uh, point of discussion. So Tom Hooper admits that he, um, that he didn't finish it until right before, which is a common practice, actually. A lot of first trailers aren't even done with their VFX, and the VFX are being worked on all the way up to and into the theatrical release. By the time it gets to Blu-ray, it's, a, it's actually a different movie. You know yeah um so th- that's not necessarily uh, uh, an uncommon thing but what is uh I wouldn't say uncommon it's becoming more common now but did you hear about him releasing a uh, a improved VFX version of this film to certain theaters
1: yeah I did hear that and I wonder whether that should have necessarily gained as much attention as it did because like you say it, I mean uh, I was just thinking, you know, when Fantastic Four movie came out and the trailer came out and it, like, it, the end product didn't look anything like the trailer, mm-hmm. like, this does happen quite a bit, like, it, it, it's, like you say, it's quite, it's happened with Star Wars, they've had to make, uh, there were some changes to the last Star Wars movie, where, you know, um, the I don't know how much but there were reports of reshoots Mm -hmm. and it's just a natural thing but I feel like nowadays it's almost blown out of proportion and um, there is a rush to have films in theatres at certain dates and I think it's getting a bit like it's just such a it's so competitive now like the, the Christmas movie is such a big thing like it's a big event right. and and there's a just this need to get everything in at a certain date and i i generally would prefer if if um the director was given more freedom to to work on the story and um work on was the given more and, yeah given more control those. of the actual picture rather than the studio
0: Right, right. That's that's definitely something that we've talked about here on the Exiles <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and I think that something else that's interesting about this whole um thing is the idea that we're never seeing a final product. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that this I- issue is going to be exacerbated even more when we start focusing more on streaming. Imagine a world where we're streaming content and the next day you get on, the content has been changed. Maybe not significantly, maybe significantly, right? But it's different. Like it's all digital, and it, it can be updated on a snap of a finger, like a moment's notice. Uh, we saw this with 13 Reasons Why, where mm-hmm. you know they actually removed a scene from the original after years after it had been out, right? Which is which is interesting. And this content, for the most part, lives online, like. Fortunately, there's there's physical copies of that. So you can you can buy a DVD, which I did. I bought the original DVD copy of that. So I, I own the original. But for some content, there will be no original. And I think it's interesting with these movies in theaters, where they're changing it, you know, after it comes out, like you know, it, a movie's never really finished. It it just feels as though you know it's great we live in this digital age where we can always update mm. things and improve things, but not having like the original, it just feels like there's something wrong with that. I don't know. What do you think?
1: I, I think, yeah, I mean, because it can be, it, it it can get a bit. Uh, let's just think. I mean, I always think of the worst case scenario. It like, it's like. It
0: Censorship? <laughs> yeah, like, who
1: say, like, like, if they're getting rid of one scene, why are they getting rid of that one scene? Or if they're re editing it or changing it? like what are they missing like right. what what's missing and will anyone actually know until they get the the physical copy of it but I, I, I you know what i i kind of like it when i see a goof in a movie you know look at gladiator when it, it reminds
0: you that yeah. a person made it yeah
1: it's, yeah it's 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 not it it's fiction it's it's just it's not an actual product it's just People put their time and effort into creating it and the the, the human creation yeah. yeah and it's flawed and it's messy and sometimes you're gonna see uh you know so and so in this type of blue sweater and the next shot is a completely different type of blue sweater I mean what are we are we expecting that people aren't really sort of understanding that films are are a process and they t- they take a long time and they're shot uh. It's almost like we're just trying to get gloss over that fact. Like, it just feels like Mm. an assembly line. Like, everything has to be like this, this, and this. And if it doesn't come up to those standards, then we'll just throw it away. It seems like no genuine care and attention, being right that then,
0: humanity yeah That personality like the voice of the mm. director the voice of the person behind it like you can't see it anymore you're gonna have <laughs> all these great directors these fantastic directors who are known for making their own like you know unique like content come together in like let's say a franchise and make content that looks more or less the same like you really mm. can't see their voice that much and that's crazy like i can't believe you can have like you know can you could do that that's that's pretty crazy but the thing is that's becoming like kind of the standard as it's not that it can't exist but it's becoming the standard so i think that when we see like all these you know these changes it's like okay so what you're doing is when you change something you're one you're apologizing right Mm -hmm. like if you if you make a decision stick to it you know you made a decision to 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 release it you you know if you didn't want to release it, then you shouldn't have released it. Just wait, you know? Yeah, yeah um, exactly. And, um, and then also, if you if you change something, if you remove something, then you're apologizing for something. So what that means is that, because like it's not like you didn't mean it in the first place. So if you take something out, what you're saying is, is that you did something wrong. And for the people who enjoyed that or didn't enjoy it, you know, what you're saying is that, you know, like, let's say I did enjoy it, right? You're saying that, oh, you enjoyed something that shouldn't have been in there, you know, or, or, or something like that. So I just think it's, it's you're running on really thin ice, I think, with that kind of thing. And it'll be interesting to see how things change as more stuff becomes streaming and online.
1: Yeah, I'm a very uncomfortable about that. I just think the best way to go and watch a movie is in a theater. Um, yeah. I've, always, I've always said that. And I, I think, especially with something like Cats, which has been made for the big screen you know it's not being made for a tablet or an iphone it's been made to be a spectacle on the big screen right um and it's so great to see it with our audience because people were laughing there were some people like chatting to themselves like art uh, like what what was that what you know and
0: yeah when
1: they're coming out of the theater like listening to people in the lobby
0: yeah you
1: miss out on so much that's a cultural
0: experience like it
1: is i mean i i think that what we we need to do is bring back the sort of author you know um and the director and 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 let's have that sort of um confidence in their work let's right. not try and change everything but i don't know i mean i it's it's a it's a mess cats is yeah. a mess it um that it's not we're not the biggest mess is not on screen but behind the scenes yeah uh, that, that's uh, for sure <laughs> but yeah no i'm going to go see cats again and i feel now that i've spoken about it in greater length it's it's kind of made me excited about seeing the movie again. There's this refueled enthusiasm for for the film that wasn't there, and it should have been there from the very beginning. That's so, what film
0: conversation does, you know. I yeah. that's why I love talking about film with you know people of all sorts of different backgrounds and different uh, you know opinions and, and sensibilities. So it's uh yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, did you have any final thoughts on the on the film?
1: I mean, I really want to listen to a soundtrack. Like, I, I
0: have it in the car. Oh, Mr. like It's, Mr. Like, it's that, my
1: favorite song. I'm
0: going to put that somehow on the podcast. It's so good. <laughs> but I,
1: I, even though I came out of the movie initially hating that film, I had that song just in my head all yeah. the time. And I was just humming it. Just like it was infectious. And I was. It was like
0: And even the jealous ah. cat song is so infectious, and um man, all, it's uh, it's so much fun. <laughs> so much I mean, fun.
1: like seriously, yeah. it was it, wasn't nothing that that critic didn't enjoy. That's what I want to know. Was it really that bad that, that they couldn't give it at least one star? You know zero when they were
0: jumping in the air like they like they were like zero gravity like it was so crazy like seeing them jump off of like these chairs like these like human-sized chairs like in proportion to them and like jump to like another chair like as if they were like literally leaping to the sky and like and then you have like mr Mustafa's like on it with his like you know cane like, turning into an umbrella and he was flying around or he was like shooting um like flowers in the air and i
1: don't know it, just was, like, like, so it was like it was so much beautiful. fun Wow. It had so much energy to it. I think if that had been if there hadn't been so much negative press about that movie and it had just come out, that would have been one of the scenes that people would have be been talking about as the best scene of right. twenty nineteen. So right. you know what? I am now fully a, a cat person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're you're uh you're on the you're on the cat train. You're not no, I you're, am, a, you're a furry. I'm on the
1: I, well maybe not that We're not, <laughs> not that far <laughs> uh,
0: That's funny well okay um let's um let's go ahead and give any shout outs or if you want to promote something uh, do you have anyone or anything you want to want to tell tell the exiles out there about
1: well um my main site that I run is called in their own league and we focus on fem major majorly female filmmakers so um you know we are just about to go into our sort of countdown of the 10 20 uh the top 25 best actresses of the last decade um so we are going to have pieces all about you know different actresses so there's going to be like jennifer lawrence we're going to be discussing um uh, well anyone that you could think of there's going to be a lot of different pieces on so I don't want to give too much away because I want to keep the number one spot a secret uh but we we you know and we did review cats and um we gave it three stars so um uh, mm. yeah uh three, three out of five yeah three out of five so you know we saw some merit to it so but awesome. we have a lot, lot of different content over there and of course like i you can find me on twitter uh at the film b and i write for loads of different sites uh so i'm always got something on the go Uh, i'm a busy bee
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's the tagline yeah (laughs) (laughs) um okay well hey it was it was great uh great having that definitely make sure everyone to check out uh check out her twitter Definitely make sure to check out uh, her website as well. Check out those articles that are coming out. I'm excited to see it. too I'll be, I'll be uh, plugging in to see what that's <laughs> all about. Um, I want to thank all of our patrons. Um, we really appreciate you guys. Uh, I want to thank everyone who's supported us. Um, you know, it's great to talk about film. I, I'm really, I'm really honored to be able to to talk about film. And it's just funny. Like I don't, it's funny. I, I don't ever look at the numbers of this podcast. I, I don't ever look at the numbers but Manu who's like my my co-host usually he's uh, he was supposed to be here today but he didn't show up you know classic Manu uh, but um, he uh, he's he's always looking at the numbers kind of keeping tabs on where we're at and whatnot. he tells me about it and he was telling me uh, a few days ago he's like you know we have like about um, uh, I think he said like a thousand um, listeners every month like on average wow that's you know? so good and I'm like, you know, and I think I guess in the grand scheme of things, like I try not to compare myself to others like that might not be that big. But, you know, I think about my own life and and situations where, you know, I'm sharing ideas with people. I mean, what opportunity do you ever get to talk to a thousand people a month, you know, a thousand different people a month about a specific topic, you know, and um, so. I just uh, you know I really appreciate all you guys who've been sharing this with your friends and and listening yourself and supporting it, whether it be monetarily or with likes on uh, you know YouTube or or however that you do it. Um, you know, it's great to to be able to talk to you guys. And then I even give you guys extra props if you follow me on Twitter or even if you just interact with me on Twitter or interact with me any anyway, uh, whether it be email, you can email us at the at dot com um it just means a lot to us because having a conversation and learning things about film and just coming to appreciate the the craftsmanship of film is the reason why we started all of this so don't mean to get too sentimental don't mean to go on too long but that that's really important and that interaction uh is is the reason why i'm here um so uh yeah i think that's pretty much everything um you can find me at um millennial mike at the Vel, uh, Velcro 16. That's V E L K R O one six. That's Velcro spelled wrong with a K. You can find the Exiles Network at the Exiles Net on Twitter. Um, like I said, you could email us at thefilmexiles at gmail.com um, You can go to our website. It's uh, TheExilesNetwork.wordpress.com dot dot com, and uh, we're on YouTube uh, and pretty much anywhere you can find uh, find podcast material. Well, anyway, uh, I bid thee farewell, and I want all you guys to remember to stay exiled. Bye.